Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hey, everyone. Welcome to We're Talking Shift, the podcast where we think about and talk about the good shift because I believe that the antidote to feeling stuck begins by shifting our thinking. Today, you guys, I am going to share what I think is a really fun and interesting tip. This is going to be relationship tip number six. And I'm pretty sure my producer TJ will be happy to add his two cents in later on as well. So here's what I'm thinking about. You know, those map kiosks that are like they're in the malls, you know, they show you where you are, and then where to locate the store that you want to go to so that you know which direction to head in, right? They're really great. They, they help you orient because you can get, you know, a macro view of things, which I love. I'm a map freak. I, when we go on road trips, I stare at the same maps for hours. I don't know what it is, but I just really like maps. And I like being able to see uh, from that view um, where, where I was, where I am, where I'm going and where everything else is in relation to that. I like being able to be oriented that way. Um, so anyway, um, we, we were, uh, recently on our, uh, our anniversary weekend, a couple weekends ago, we were celebrating and we, we went up to mystic Connecticut and, uh, found this great little place called the Oyster Club, which by the way, is just awesome. We spent about three and a half hours there noshing and just having a wonderful time. But this is, this is what got me thinking about this. It's, um, it's when I was getting ready to post a a thing on Instagram, you know, a picture and a little blurb about this, uh, the next day. And I, I realized something really interesting Um, and this is something that I do personally, but I just became really aware that we do this as a couple too. Actually, it's more like something that we don't do in a way. And here's what it is. We, we don't spend a lot of time reminiscing. And this is going to tie into this whole map kiosk thing in a minute. So just bear with me. We don't spend a lot of time reminiscing. Like I said, we were there for three and a half hours and, um, we, we, we're celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary, but very, very few minutes were spent talking about the past. It, you know, there's a little bit like, you know, can you believe it's been, you know, this long or remember when, and that was really fun. We do that, you know, for a minute or two. Um, but it's, um, but it's only briefly and we only bring up memories that are positive or, that we're really fond of, never negative stuff. I mean, neither one of us really is into spending a lot of time mulling around in the past. But the rest of the time is a combination of being totally immersed in the moment and just really enjoying what we're doing right now or what we're eating Uh, We're big foodies. So it's all about the food and the company and the people around us um, enjoying, you know, whoever we're meeting. And and then the other thing is 
we love to brainstorm and we talk about ideas. We talk about the kids. We talk a lot about the dog and, but we're making future plans and we're, you know, it's things like, what if we did this and let's think about it that way. And wouldn't it be fun too? So it's, it's all about in the now and moving forward. And I, and I bring, and I was thinking about this map thing because I thought, you know, when you go in and it's, you're, you're looking at the kiosk and you're like, okay, well, that's, that's where I came from. Um, this is where I am now. It shows you, you know, the little stick figure of where you are now. And that's where I'm going. And that's where I realize that we spend most of our time individually. And as a couple, we spend a lot of it just where are we now? What are we doing? How are we feeling? What are you thinking? And then, okay, where do we want to go? What direction do we want to head in? What's, you know, what's the destination? So I don't know, TJ, tell me what you think about this. Is that something that resonates with you? 100%. I mean, what it sounds like to me is you're just focusing on navigating. And by navigating, uh, it's always good to sort of have data and, and where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And the, the thing about a map um, that, that doesn't tell you something in, in real life is, is where you've been. A map just says... Uh, you know, the destinations. And yes, I can show you where you've been, but it doesn't show you the information uh, in the sense of like, oh, we struggled with this here. We're going to avoid <laughs> that moving forward. And, and I feel very much you have to look uh, upon your past so that it can help you dictate your future. And I look at it like I don't want it to dictate my future. I look at the past as, okay, what what are the resources? What are the things that I take with me to strengthen and support where I am now so I can better determine how I want my future right. to well, unfold? Well, how do I'm, I want to create it yeah. rather than, you well, know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. You need to look okay. at your past so you can dictate your future, so you don't make the same mistake, so you decide it's going to work out this way. Your past doesn't dictate okay. your future. The The information there can help you dictate your own future. To help you dictate, Correct. not not the past dictate. Correct. Because okay. then, then we just let history repeat itself in negative ways sometimes. Right. Because, I right. mean, history will tend to repeat itself. You, you can't make the same choices. And, and honestly, I think we're all programmed to act a certain way. And unless we change the way that we act based on information that we experience in life, you're just going to make the same mistakes over and over again because that's that's in your nature. I mean, some people are really bad with money, you know, and, and maybe it was because they grew up without money. They didn't know how to manage it. So if you lose all your money, well, look at the mistakes you made and go, OK, well, maybe when I have money again, I won't do that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the past is is a wonderful learning tool when it comes to the things that, you know, if you're willing to look at it and you're willing to take ownership and responsibility over the things that maybe you shouldn't have done or that you could do better or differently so that you get a different outcome moving forward. So you know, I think previous um, honoring it. Yeah. Previous mistakes in life. I don't think you can ever really beat yourself up over unless you make those mistakes again. And, and the first time I think things happen, they are a mistake. The second time things happen, you just didn't do it right. Cause you, you knew better. You know what I mean? Like, how many times have you done something where it's like, I should have seen this coming. I know better than this. Even small things, right. you know what I mean? And uh, you can't beat yourself up over it, but you can't let things become a pattern because you don't learn from your mistakes. 
Yeah. Well, you can, but well, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. Life's not worth living with uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, I, I know a lot of people, Lori, that live in the past and think that their better days yeah. are behind them. And it's like, maybe that's yeah. true. Maybe the time of your life was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, but that doesn't mean that you should be upset that those days are over. Like make the next set in your life of years the best time of your life. It's up to you. Like, I don't believe that yeah. we choose to be happy. I've heard a lot of this. Choose to be happy. I don't think you choose to be happy. I think happiness is a result of of the things that are around you, some things you control, some things you don't control. But you're choosing not to be happy if you don't make the proper, you know, decisions in life to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it is um... – I think it is happiness to me is really not so much a feeling. It's a state of being. Um, and I feel like we can choose the state of being that we want to hang out in and, and to hang out in a state of happiness because feelings come and go. I, I you know, the happy, you can't, you can't sustain a state of happiness as far as a feeling goes all day, every day you know, indefinitely. It's, it's not in our nature to do that. We, you know, when you, so in the sense that you're looking at a happy feeling, you know, feelings ebb and flow, they come and go, but a state of being is different. And if you choose to be, um, look at things and have an attitude about things in a way that is more accepting um, less resistant. I think that you are able to stay in a state of happiness, even while you may occasionally be, you know, experiencing feelings that aren't always, uh, in a, in a high elevated state. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're kind of challenging what I'm saying today. And I, I absolutely love it because, uh, you know, this is a good conversation. I'm, I'm learning things on guard. You you know what I'll (laughs) say? I, I still believe that you can't choose to be happy, but I do believe you can choose to not be happy if that makes sense. I think yeah, that you can yeah, yeah, you can yeah. you can set yourself up to have a positive attitude and and try to make the best out of every situation, take things as they come and make the best of it, but you can also choose to just absolutely put no effort in, you know, find yourself in a circle of disarray and th- to me that's choosing to be unhappy and 100% of the time you you can definitely make your life miserable and unproductive. Um you can't absolutely. always you can't always make yourself uh, have the outcome you want to in life that would make you ultimately happy, but you can definitely do everything in your power to get there. And I think that alone will ultimately probably bring you happiness and joy. Well, yeah, you, you have, you know, we have free will and we get to make decisions about things. We get to choose how we're going to, um, feel about things. We get to choose that. And, and people, you know, often wonder about, um, well, yeah, but no, those feelings, they just come up or some, something or someone made me feel this way, which personally I think, um, is, is really just, a the, uh, disempowering way of looking at things. I think that nobody can make you feel anything. You decide how you're going to feel about something. And and that decision comes from the meaning that you're applying to what is being said or happening. I I disagree with you in the sense that people can't make you feel a certain way. People can definitely make you feel a certain way, but it's how you respond. And and maybe we're saying the same thing. Um, Nope, we're not TJ. Okay. Well, that's fine. (laughs) I like that. But, but I mean, someone can make me feel horribly sad, I'm the ultimate person that decides whether or not that's going to impact my life in a negative way. 
And I mean, people have definitely, you know, pardon the language, they've shit on me. They've, they've hurt my feelings. They've made me depressed. But I have always rallied back from it and decided, look, you're going to do that. That's fine. That's your decision. I'm going to do this and I'm going to move on and, and be better for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's um, and that's the way that it's working for you. I think that as a person practices more about um, thinking about why you feel sad about something. And I think that it's because you have a certain meaning that you're putting to it. And if you change the meaning of it, the feelings will change. All right. So let me explain to you why I feel that way. Um, Maybe we're talking about different extremes. Like if someone murders my family member, they've made me Mm -hmm. devastated. There's no two ways about it. Okay. Yes, that's an extreme. extreme. But but let me explain sort of an example that maybe supports what you're saying a little bit. My father died very young. Um, When I was in third grade, he was diagnosed with a terminal illness, uh, given six months to live, had a liver transplant, ended up living uh, 15 years when they only gave him five years. Um, Throughout Mm -hmm. that time, my dad would always say to me, and it was it was grim because I mean I, I was a child, you know I was. I was finally in my 20s, my mid-20s when he passed away. Um, But, you know, I was in middle school, and my dad said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, when I die, don't let it destroy you. It will destroy your mother. Don't let it destroy you. And by that, he meant, like, my mother, and she does this, and she tries hard not to, but every day she wakes up, she is a widow. You know what I mean by that? Like, it's it's not... uh, Yeah. It's not something that she can really get past to move forward and everybody deals with death differently. But my father saw that for my mother in the future. And for me, he just wanted me to take the lessons that he gave me in life, you know, praise him for being a good dad, which I would, you know, do because he he was so uh, valuable to me in life, but not dwell on the fact that I lost my father young. Don't get lost in the sense that, you know, a, a person that helped me, make my way through my young life was gone. Don't go, Oh, he's gone. Now I don't know what to do. And, uh, that's kind of what I think maybe you're touching on too, is is situations you, you completely get to decide what they're going to do to you. Yeah. He was, he was helping you with a a different meaning about around what would be perceived as your loss of your father. I mean, to me, he was helping me grieve many years before he died. If that makes sense. Right. You know, building me up to go, look, you are the one that is ultimately going to make your life a success or not. When when you're an adult, I'm only supposed to be here to hear about your stories and not make things necessarily happen for you like I have when you were a kid. And when we get to that point, I won't be here anymore, but continue on. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So so you were able to maybe take that information in and apply um, that added or broader meaning to it right. and perhaps feel a little bit differently about the situation once he passed than perhaps you would have had he not given you those words right. of wisdom. And I feel like when my when my father passed away, I immediately sprung into action to try to take care of things and do the best things that I could for my mother and uh, you know get, get his arrangements in, in order. And uh, I don't think I would have done that had we not had the conversation of, don't let my death ruin you, which I mean, I'll, I'll or destroy you. He said, I'll, I'll never forget those words. And I mean, that's true. Yeah. Good. Wise man. Wise man. So 
TJ, how did we get here? I mean, <laughs> I, I think we're having a real deep conversation. And, uh, we, we, and, we are. I'm like, okay, I love this conversation. No, it, I think it's awesome. It, and I think. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. <laughs> it is good. So I'm, I'm wondering, okay, how am I tying this in? with managing your attitude as in a, in your relationship about your past and your present and your oh, future. Man. Yeah. Well, I think man, that's what I'm saying. How yeah. do we get here? Well, Dude, help me out. What I would say <laughs> when it comes to a relationship, you are very much a unit. Yes. It's two people. You have two brains, but you're on the same sort of journey. And at least I am. I, I, some people that are in a relationship, really maintain their own identities and make decisions and go down their own paths, whether it be financially or career wise. But to me, my wife and I are a very cohesive unit. We, we have uh, a uniformed way of living. We merged our bank accounts before we got married. Uh, we, we make decisions together and just coming at it from my view. Um, I, I feel like We've made a lot of our choices in life and what we want to accomplish as far as goals based on what we could have done in the past, what we excelled at, what we didn't excel at. And getting back to that map idea, um, I, I feel like she and I look a lot at where we've been in life. And, you know, we used to live in Minnesota. We live in California. We look at that journey that we've made, how we've gotten here, and we've contemplated moving back. And, and we've looked at the roadmap that we had to take uh, to get to California and kind of place that roadmap uh, to, to maybe get back to the Midwest. And mm -hmm. I feel, yeah. I feel like if we were to move, it would definitely be a lot smoother than our first transition because uh, I kind of been down that road before that, that proverbial road. And I know, you know what it takes to get back. And I, I know maybe I don't need to put much effort into this where we put too much effort into that prior. And I don't know, like I, yeah, I like the I map. I like the map yeah. idea a lot. I, I like it. I feel oriented. I feel like, um, I know for us and everybody has, you know, a formula that, um, works for them or, or is looking for a formula that works for them. And I think that, um, you know, <clears throat> I think that it's, it's obviously a very good idea to take all of the things that you just talked about. And that, and then I referenced earlier about, what's good to pull from your past. And I think having a trip down memory lane and honoring that is a good thing. What I don't think is always so productive is to spend a lot of time dwelling on the past. And that's the differentiation. I think right. we do see, you know, I'm sure, you know, I know people, we know a lot of people that uh, when you get together with them or you hear them talking and there is a lot of emphasis on the past. And a lot of times that emphasis is on, okay, those were the best days. Those were the best days, which is, you know, sad in a way. Um, but, but, um, also, you know, because they're thinking it, it's only sad, not because their best days, they had great days. It's only yeah. sad because there's an attitude that there aren't going to be any, any more ever oh. that are going to be as good or better. He, so he, I think that that's one thing that ha you have to be mindful of. Here's another weird analogy, but it, it definitely was something that I struggled with as a kid. Um, I loved weekends like any other kid. When you didn't have school, I absolutely adored the fact that I didn't have to go to school on Saturdays and Sundays. But Monday would always loom, and the fact that Monday would loom and Saturday was over, it would ruin my Sunday. <laughs> and it was the same way when I was a kid uh, on vacation. If we would go somewhere, 
uh, for a week and I knew I had school or something else that I didn't want to do when I got home, once we passed the midway point of the trip, I would start to go, this trip has been so great, but now it's almost over. It would ruin the final days of it. You know sure. what I mean? And, and yeah. it, it's a much more compact sort of uh, view like, on living in the past. And, and it's that of, you know, a child. But I, I just remember not being able to enjoy my final day off because what was impending the next day. Yeah. So you kind of sacrificed the present moment out of to be you sad know, to be upset it's ridiculous yeah you wanted to be that you wasted it yeah. you totally wasted it worrying you know you were so focused on um the loss right. of the time now and you know and but, what the yeah. future was going to bring when it came to a vacation present moment when it came to a vacation i was focused on missing this place rather than enjoying the final moments there mm-hmm. right and i think that that is why you have to be really mindful um, with your partner or your, you know, spouse of embracing the present moment. What are you doing right now? Where, you know, where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? Are you paying attention to, um, you know, what your, what your spouse or your partner is thinking and feeling? Are you enjoying where you're at? Are you, are you managing, you know, the things that you need to manage right now? rather than spending a lot of time hanging out in the past or right. um, or in fear about the future. Right. I think that there's a lot of future visioning that should be happening, but not in the sense of out of fear. But I think that, you know, it's it's really easy for people to start kind of living a little bit in their head um, and not so much in the in the present real moment with their with their beloved. You know what I mean? And sure. just enjoying, enjoying whatever you're doing, whether it's like we were doing out celebrating an anniversary or whether you're just hanging out on your couch watching, uh, you know, your favorite show together and munching on popcorn. Are you just really cognizant of what you're doing right now and who you're with and, right. and soaking it up? You know what I mean? No, 100%. And then the other yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, the, you are here now moment. That's like when you're looking at that map, this is where you are right now. And, and looking around, getting oriented, getting familiar, being aware of it, taking it all in. And then the next layer is, okay, that's awesome. Now, where are we going? What's the destination? You know what I mean? So that's like the, that's like the, the whole map is all right. So we want to go, you know, to such and such store and it's, uh, it's over in, you know, on the next level and right. down this corridor and then take a left and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So as a couple, so you're enjoying the present and you're all in there, but you also, are you thinking, are you, is your thinking still aligned in where you want to go together? Right. What, what do you, creating together? What are you talking about as far as where you're going? What are the goals? What do you want to experience together? So What's the visioning process? In my life away from this podcast, I focus primarily on combat sports and in, in mixed martial <laughs> arts. And, and one of the, uh-huh. and there's so many things from fighting that I feel are just so on point when it comes to leading a normal life and a successful life. Um, and, and one of these sayings in mixed martial arts when breaking down a fight is you try to find the easiest path to victory, uh, whether that's, you know, striking on the feet, taking the fight to the floor, et cetera. And you talk about, you know, that map, like what's the, the, the best path for us to get to that store that's on the second level. And I think that can be said uh, about life with your partner. 
what do we want? What do we want to accomplish? And what is the best path to accomplish it? And uh, yeah, like I think that yeah. is is really important for success in life. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot of times, uh, you know, especially when you've been with somebody for a while and everybody gets busy, you get into your routines. And I think sometimes uh, it gets forgotten to sort of sit and brainstorm and just check yourselves and go, are we still are we still going in the direction that we both want to go in? Uh, you know, let's let's take a pause, let's take a breath, and let's just check in with each other and make sure that we're still going in the direction that we both want to go. And let's have fun with it, though. Right. It's not about, well, here's what I want. Well, here's what I want. It's not a competition. It's not about, you know, trying to make sure that um, you agree with me and I agree with you. It's right. about brainstorming. It's about visioning. It's about what if. Right. You know what I mean? It's it, about playing with it and how do we, what do we want to create and what are we getting excited about? That's yeah, fun. 100%. And also too, you're, you're, you give me an analogy, like a, like a map and I just like subscribe to it wholeheartedly and I'm, I'm loving it because it, it sort of sets up like we all have wants and desires on this trip. If, if we're going down the interstate and we're going to get somewhere eventually, but you want to go see the world's largest frying pan. And that's this mm -hmm. exit over here. And I want to go see the world's largest mud hut. We got to figure out <laughs> if we're going to make the accommodations to, to, to stop off and maybe delay the yeah. ultimate goal. But, but doing so can make yourself or your partner that much happier. It, it's, I mean, we really are yeah. all on a journey and, you know, we, we want to make sure that we make the, the proper stops to, to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just, you know, for us, I just noticed that, um, this is kind of our routine. We enjoy, we have so many awesome memories and we do enjoy them, but we don't, we don't spend vast amounts of time mulling around in the past, but in particular, we don't dwell on negative things, which I think is um, a trap that a lot of people fall into. Um, we don't do that. So we, we really are balancing kind of, um, we balance like being very pragmatic about the present circumstances, like, you know, what's our present situation? Are you happy? What are you thinking? You know, where are we at? Enjoying it? Or what's the task at hand? Whatever it is. And then we balance that with being very visionary and goal and um, oriented, you know, about the unfolding of our future. So I guess in closing, everybody, you know, tip number six is really like, I guess succinctly, it's, you could think of it as there, then, here, now, and where next. So I would just give you reminders or invite you to honor your past, have fun, you know, briefly remembering your beginnings and learn and enjoy the good stuff and be grateful for all of it. It is good to remember where you came from and why you were drawn to do life together with this person that you're with right now. And then embrace the present. So be in it. Be mindful of it. Focus on the tasks at hand, whether they're work or play. And find and appreciate the good that's in your lives together right now. Enjoy it. And again, be grateful. And then create your future. Share your dreams and ideas and, and talk about the goals and the planning of those goals. And enjoy the whole visioning process. That's so much fun. And it really sets a lot of things in motion that you may not really realize in the moment, but you'll look back on it and go, oh, remember when we had that whole like 
visioning session where we just got into it and we spitballed all these ideas around and and then all of a sudden one day, you know, you're like there or you're on your way there. So enjoy it. And again, be grateful for the for the time to to be able to do that. I feel like that's really one of the secrets to a long lasting, very team centric, you know, stable, supportive relationship is honoring your past, embracing the present, creating your future. So with that, I hope you all enjoyed what we shared today. It was an interesting conversation. We fit a lot of things in that I didn't see coming, but it was fun. Thank you, TJ. That was good stuff. Um, so I hope you all love what you heard today. Be sure to subscribe and share your comments with me. A rating always makes my day brighter. If you're trying to make some shift happen in your life or your interpersonal relations, if they need some shifting, I'm here for you. Just connect with me on we'retalkingshift.com or lauribischoff.com to find out what private coaching with me is all about. And you can also connect with me on Instagram or any of the other social media platforms that you like. So thank you, everybody, for listening and hanging out with us. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends, and go make some shift happen. That goes for you, too, Gary B. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.